Like, what is a goujon? It's just a chunk of chicken. Why has no one ever asked this before? <laughs> Everyone's just been quite gladly going through life eating goujons and never really thinking too hard about them. Yeah. Like, chicken, people say, like, chicken dippers, right? They're, but they dip them into things. Yes. But do you not dip your gouge? I, I, I dip my gouge, but... <laughs> but why isn't it just called a dipper, then? It's a different shape, but does that... Maybe. Justify it being an entirely different product. I feel like goujon is French. Like goujon. Yeah. You know? Maybe it's French for dip. Like to goujon your well, chicken. I'm s- as if we're not going to find out about this. <laughs> I'm going to have to go. I got no rules, I count it. Hello there everyone, welcome back to the Record Swap with myself, Daniel, and himself, Mr. Ethan Baird. How you doing, mate? Yeah, mate, I'm good, thanks. I know how you are. You've been in my house for an hour. Literally, we've spent a lot of time chatting. A lot. Well, he had, he came in and had to make a whole pizza, and then eat a whole pizza. Before we could start recording. Because we don't want, you don't need to hear him crunching his way through a pizza. Yeah, you don't need to hear that. It's not a very pleasant sound. Although in the intro bit, they might hear that. You might hear it, yeah, if... if pre like the record swap theme just playing just now you heard this like weird smooshing noise <laughs> what then, smooshing i don't know yeah it was, it was quite soft i guess it was like quite a deep pan you know so it wasn't really a, it wasn't a crunch it's not a nice word to think about yeah well anyway if, if you heard a kind of smooshing <laughs> sort of slobbery eating noise uh, we're sorry that was yeah sorry that was my pizza um, and it was good. Hopefully you can find a bit of our chat to, to cut away. That, that doesn't have that. that. Yeah. Anyway, mate, this week, episode seven, we are doing Golden Oldies again. Part Once again, three. yeah. But that, it's a category that you can revisit again. Yeah, we like this category. It's a, it's a solid category. And it was pretty successful last time. Yeah, last time we had Iron Maiden and Fleetwood. Yeah. Yeah. We were both pretty positive about them. Yeah, I didn't mind Iron Maiden. Yeah. Um, I preferred them to Metallica. You did prefer them to Metallica. That's interesting. Mate, let me tell you something. I was listening to a bit of Metallica today. Why was that? Yeah, it came on in the shop. Oh, oh. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Bit of a... Oh, I don't remember what the song's called. It's on their 90s album. The one that's called Metallica. Oh. Enter Sandman? Nope. Nothing else matters. That's the one. Cool. Well, then your shop was blessed <laughs> with the glorious sounds of Metallica. Yeah. Uh, I prefer Metallica to Maiden, personally. Although it's quite close. Anyway, uh, we're not talking about either of those bands this no, week. No, we're not. We are talking about The Clash. Yes. We're also talking about Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath, yes. Um, Ethan, why don't you take us away with The Godfathers of Heavy Metal? Right. Let's talk about that first. Yes. Um, excuse me, I'm going to cough right now. <coughs> I've got a throat tickle, guys. And it's uh, it's going to cause me to cough a few times. Oh, I've got that to look forward to. Yeah. I'm not going to try and cut them out because that would take me forever. That's work. That is effort. We and do that. Yeah, nobody listens to this anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know people listen to it. Just none of my friends. Yeah, appar- apparently, <laughs> lots of my friends listen to this, but none of Ethan's friends. And he's very sad about that. Do. Well, but then who am I? I was about to say, if you're Ethan's friend, listen to this, but you <laughs> yeah. are. At yeah. that point. Yeah, If you're you one are. of Ethan's friends and you know more of Ethan's friends, tell more of Ethan's friends to listen to the podcast. Yeah, that would be nice, basically. I need some support, guys. But whoever you are, if you're listening to this, 
A, thank you. And B, do tell people about our podcast. Oh, yeah. Do do that. Unless you think it's rubbish, in which case, keep it down, guys. But if you think it's rubbish, one person's trash, another person's treasure, all that stuff. Yeah. Why don't you say to someone, if you're ever talking about music, which does come up in conversation oft, say, oh, by the way, my mate does this rubbish podcast, but you might like it. (laughs) Yeah. Also, if you think this is rubbish, why are you listening to season three, episode seven? That would be bizarre. That would be odd. Anyway, Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath, I've got a cough, let's move on. Uh, yeah, so I've been listening to Paranoid, which is their second album. It is. Which came out in the same year as their first album. Yeah, they weren't wasting any time. They, they smashed this album out. Mm-hmm. Um, but to deal with the, the whole, they're the, the godfathers of metal, mm-hmm. uh, is that a contentious point? <laughs> Do they have challengers to their crowns as like the first metal band? Not really, no. But some people think and I have listened to the song in question I think it's wrong some people think that Black Sabbath plucked heavy metal <clears throat> excuse me now I'm coughing from the song Helter Skelter by the Beatles oh and having listened to Helter Skelter by the Beatles analytically to see what these people were sort of getting on about uh-huh. I, I, I don't think they did I think they invented heavy metal right but the Beatles are not a heavy metal band no I think but, we can all agree on that but some people think wrongly that the Beatles <laughs> influenced everything and listen the Beatles influence is very far and very wide across all reaches well not all reaches across a lot of reaches of music yeah but to say that they influenced everything which some people do genuinely believe is it, it, it's not just that that's your opinion and that's okay you're actually incorrect <laughs> you are wrong there are, there are no blast beats in Beatles songs they didn't invent that yeah they what, didn't sorry, invent what's, what, what's a blast beat we don't have the time for that <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm still learning about that too, so um, I'll google it they, they didn't invent heavy metal they didn't even really I don't think have that much of an influence on it well, yeah. well they I had mean, an influence on of all the, the influences that the Beatles are accredited to yeah I've never heard heavy metal before to be no they they have a lot of a lot of bands owe the Beatles a credit because the Beatles had this sort of band feel and a lot of bands got together because of the Beatles and they were in like the 50s there was a lot of solo artists and not as many bands and it felt like the Beatles were the first like certainly in this country band that got like not the first band but the first band that got massive because of course they did get massive yeah oh 100% but just being four dudes that make music doesn't mean that you have influenced other every other set of four dudes that make music like they're not the first band ever yeah this is true they did not invent heavy metal very true okay well anyway Black Sabbath invented it Black Sabbath invented it Um, I it took a while kind of like into the album a little bit wasn't surprised to find that I know a couple of these songs oh wow Uh, I kind of thought I must know some Black Sabbath Mm. Um, and it turns out I do you do I knew Warpigs yeah I knew Paranoid yeah and I knew Iron Man. Three. Three songs. I knew them. I, okay. Warpigs was the one that caught me off guard. I was like, oh, I did not know that this was... Warpigs is the one that I thought if you knew one, you would know that. And possibly Iron Man. I mean, Iron Man, everyone knows Iron Man. Yeah. The, the Iron Man riff is like... It is iconic. Everyone the title track has, has caught me off guard there. Paranoid. Yeah, 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 I know Paranoid. I don't know why. Maybe it was on Guitar Hero. Yeah, there's every chance. Yeah. Which is a really sad way to know music, but... It's true for a I lot of rock Hero, music. I think Guitar Hero did a good job of pushing rock music to a lot of 
of people that otherwise would mm-hmm. have listened mm-hmm. to it. I mean, I know Paranoid by Black Sabbath, and I didn't realize. I discovered Rage Against the Machine on Guitar Hero. Oh, really? Yeah. Killing in the Name. Killing in the Guitar Hero, yeah. Too, yeah. Was that the one that won Christmas number one that year? Yes, it did, yes. Yeah. Good stuff. That was good. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, anyway, I kind of knew that I must know some Black Sabbath, and I was surprised to find that I found three entire tracks. Yeah. Um, and I have to say, Warpigs, Paranoid, Iron Man, all of which I quite like. Yeah. Uh, because to go back to Iron Man, that riff that we all know. Even Ethan yeah. doing it has got it's my like, head yeah, going. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that is 100% the thing, is that it has that wholly irresistible quality yes. to it that I defy anyone to dislike that song. Yeah, it's, like, it's so good. Try and listen to that song and, and try and not like bop a little bit and just go, oh, it's such a cool riff for sure it 100% is it starts a bit weird with this kind of like robotic robotic vocal thing and then it and then it comes in you're like oh yeah that's a good riff Um, that's wicked I mean it's a good song I honestly genuinely challenge anyone to dislike it if you don't like that song no I sound the song the riff you don't like the riff Mm. you you don't like music Um, because that is good music not a lot (laughs) not a lot of Things not a lot of musical moments have that quality. Yes, of just being like, oh, to, and everyone thinks, oh, that's good. Yeah, um, but this certainly does have that. Um, having said that, though, I do find that the other songs on the album a little bit forgettable. Oh yeah, yeah, all and of didn't, them. didn't do it that all that much for me. Not all of them, no. Okay. Um, Planet Caravan. You don't like that? No, it was a bit like. Uh, yeah. Electric funeral. Part the, the middle bit kind of gets like going a little bit, but it comes back down again. I'm a bit like, uh. um, but I think it's just because it doesn't have the that quality to it that, yeah. that Iron Man does and that Paranoid does. And, yeah. Um, those things that, that make you go, oh, this is a really good track. Mm. They're just a bit like, they're fine. Yeah. You know. Um. Ozzy Osbourne is the vocalist on this album. Yes, he is. Um. Who I actually didn't know that he was Black Sabbath's vocalist until I did a pub quiz once. And they were like, "Hey, was Ozzy Osbourne the uh, before?" Oh. And I turned Black Sabbath was the answer. I and get so excited at pub quiz when there's a metal question. Yeah, it doesn't happen very often, to be fair. It does not happen often. I got once got a pointless Metallica answer on pointless. Oh really? <laughs> it's a very good time. I was like, felt like I'd been watching this show, like waiting for a question about Metallica like, right up my street, and I was like, ah, like screaming out <laughs> pointless answers. <laughs> Um, uh, Ozzy Osbourne who I knew previously as like reality TV yes. dude who must have once been in a metal band yeah um, anyway obviously puts in the vocals on this and they're fine they're perfectly acceptable vocals they're not that great no they're also not bad in any way no they're not um, but compared to a lot of artists of this time that I've now listened to like what's the guy from Iron Man's name Bruce Dickinson far superior to Ozzy Osbourne in my oh opinion. yes for sure Ozzy Osbourne isn't a great vocalist the the whole of heavy metal and lots and lots of rock music owes him a debt of gratitude yeah for invent for being a part of inventing this thing but he's not a great vocalist he's also not the lyricist on the album is he not I don't know no. there's another dude who's in the band who's who's the the because they've gone through so many band changes. They have. 
there's one guy who's constant. Tony Iommi. He's the lyricist. Tony Iommi writes lyrics? Yes. No, I didn't even know that. Yes. I mean, call me out on that if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's correct. I've never looked into who writes the Black Sabbath. It's, um, it could be right. But anyway, it's not Ozzy Osbourne. You oh. kind of almost think that lyricism and vocalism goes hand in hand. But it doesn't always, no. I guess. No, not always. Uh, there's a lot of bands that... That don't. That don't have the... The singer doesn't write the vocals. Which, I don't know. I feel like if I was a singer of a band, I would... Want to. I would want to write the vocals. I'd be like, write the lyrics. I'd be like, everyone else, you go and do your thing. These are mine. Yeah. But I don't play any other instruments. At least let me write the music. For yeah. Me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he's fine. Uh, he's not excellent, but he's fine. Mm. However... Agreed. The rest of the band... Are excellent. Yes. And I think that um, as a musical group, as a band, if you like, to give them the normal name for it, rather than musical group, <laughs> um, they they are excellent and they're very tight and they're very expressive throughout and there's a lot of like really just hot stuff they're dropping throughout. Hot stuff. Rat Salad. Oh yeah. Is such a rogue addition to this album. Yeah, it is a bit. But it is a really good example that of, of the, the musical talent that exists absolutely between these musicians as a band but also individually because that song is a is a jazz song yeah it's jazz yeah. it's not like it that. oh it's a little bit heavy it's jazz yeah if you if I went to the jazz bar and someone played Rat Salad I'd be like this is jazz <laughs> like and not think oh why are they playing this weird heavy metal song yeah yeah uh, just in, in terms of its its structure and its rhythm and stuff and it's very much like um, uh, band play all together four bars and then there's a drum solo band play the same four bars all together and then there's a guitar mm-hmm. solo mm-hmm. and like they give each other the space to like show off their instrumentation yes. and all this kind of stuff and that, that's a very much a, a jazz thing um, and I really like it it was yeah. a very welcome addition and I was like why am I now listening to jazz yeah it still it still has the same tone as the rest of the album yes but it it is jazz um and it is one of my kind of album highlights for that reason it comes mm-hmm. before fairy, fairies wear boots as well which is a song about being high it is we all love songs about being high they they do all a lot bands, of Black Sabbath all bands have songs about being high yeah that is a fact Name me a band that doesn't have a song about being high. Black Sabbath sound like they're playing while they're high all the time as well. This is very true. Maybe that's where the jazz came from, actually. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's a decent finishing song. I don't love it. I'm like, it's fine. Yeah. Um, but again, it doesn't stand up to the caliber of like Warpigs, Paranoid, Iron Man. Yeah, for me. So, but that, that's kind of where I, I, I kind of draw a line in this album. I'm like, nah, this is a good album. Yeah. I'm not going to go back and listen to it again. Okay. As a whole album. Because, I love this album because well that is that is the, the point um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> so that is why we do the this. record um, but it's fine it's got a couple of really good songs on it um, a lot of people prefer their third album um, Masters of Reality right and it's one of those ones that every time someone goes Masters of Reality is better than Paranoid I'm just kind of like yeah fair enough fair. I personally prefer Paranoid but it's very close I could have given you yeah idea. Uh, like I say I do, I do think that all the songs are good but like some are some are really good and the ones that aren't as good kind of bring it down a little bit for me uh, I wouldn't listen to it again but I, I wouldn't be upset if if it came on if it came on yeah yeah. I think that's fair um, it, I didn't expect you to love this because it's so well 
I was going to say it's so not what metal is now. Of course, you don't like metal now. But, like, it, it sounds I, dated, this. To, yeah, it does. I, of all of the metal stuff that we've listened to, have probably preferred more so the older stuff to the newer stuff. Yes. Realistically. Like, I much prefer that to Code Orange, for example. That's hardcore. That's hardcore. I know it's not metal, but realistically, <laughs> no, I know it's the same umbrella group. But yeah, you know what? Lamb for instance, you would take this over Lamb of God. Oh my God, every day of the week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Lamb of God's sewage. Um, <laughs> anyway, no. I know you think that. I'm just. I can't remember what I gave Lamb of God, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't good. I actually have no memory of Lamb of God. I must have just entirely blocked it out. Well, you shouldn't have because it's great. I couldn't tell you what any of the songs sound like. That's the first song. No, it's not doing anything for me. And Contractor's got the greatest breakdown of all time. <laughs> I disagree. Uh, so yeah, it gets a... I would give it a six. You've just put your fingers through your hair and your hair now looks... <laughs> Silly. <laughs> you give I, it a six. I would give it a six. Okay. Um, however, I appreciate that what it has done for the genre and the, you know, the influence that it has. And so I would be tempted to give it a seven for that reason. No, 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 no. no. But I'm not going to give it that. No, give it what, what you think it is. Well, it's a six then. Yeah. Uh, you've given Metallica five, Sabbath a six, uh, a six. And Maiden a 7, I believe. I think I did give Maiden a 7. Yeah. Yeah, I just preferred that. It was more, like, exciting. I prefer Power Slave as well. I, oh, I love Iron Maiden. Now, Iron Maiden are better than Black Sabbath. But you prefer Metallica to Maiden? Yes, I do. Metallica are one of the greatest metal bands of all time. And the biggest metal band of all time. True. Um, I don't even... I don't love Black Sabbath. Like, uh, no, I do. I, I love early Black Sabbath, but I don't... They're not a band that I hold all that dear to myself. I am extremely appreciative of of what they do. And, and we're going to talk more about this with The Clash in a minute. Um, but I don't... There's Black Sabbath albums that are kind of stinkers, to be honest. Yeah, they have a lot. Yeah. Like, I guess it, it's like Maiden as well. They're just so prolific. They've just kept going. Yeah. They're done now, Black Sabbath. They are done now. Yes, yeah, they I know they had a farewell tour that they did. came back for, didn't they? Mm-hmm. They got Ozzy back involved. It, yeah, Ozzy was, was they did another, the fun band at the end. Yeah, they did another album with him as well, didn't they? Yes. 13. 13. Um, yeah, Ronnie James Dio had a spell on Black Sabbath as well. Legend, that is Ronnie James Dio, RIP. Went on to form solo project Dio. Ah, first two albums, gold. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's a fair assessment of, of Black Sabbath. I didn't expect you to love this, but I thought we talk about metal a lot on this because I love it so you may as well hear where it came where from it came even from. though this is the second album but like you say I mean they both came out in nineteen. the same year yeah um, so they can't be that far apart yeah uh, so yeah there you go 6 out of 10 we'll Fair. listen to a track uh, we will fire on Paranoid I think mm. since it's the one that you didn't expect me to have known yeah uh, so if you're listening uh here on anchor.fm with your Spotify kind of little linked up there. Uh, this is going to come straight at you just now. Paranoid by Black Sabbath uh, from the album Paranoid. If you're listening elsewhere, then you've got to hit pause right about now. Go and listen to the song and then come back in a couple of minutes once you've done that. That's just the way we do. That is the way we do. We're coming at you right now, Paranoid from Paranoid by Black Sabbath. Enjoy. Enjoy. That there was Paranoid 
From the album Paranoid by Black Sabbath. Respect to Black Sabbath. Next year is going to be 50 years since the thing that I hold so dear to me was invented. Wow, that's yeah. true. 50 years. 50 years. That is like twice as old as you are. Yeah, just about. Almost exactly. Almost exactly. I'm going to be 24 in a week and a half. Mate, week and a half. so not excited for that. <laughs> um, I feel like 24 I should like, that's like a grown-up age. Mate, you're officially a grown-up. You have been since you were like 22, let's be real. 21, 22. Tw- yeah, yeah, but like 22, 23 still sound like you're like a young adolescent person going out, you know, being partying, partying, listen to metal. <laughs> but 24 is like, oh, you're 24 now, right? You should have your shit together. Mate, 25. Shit, not together. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll follow in your footsteps, mate. Please do, please do. <laughs> Use me as a role model. Uh, mate, I am going to this week discuss uh, London Calling yes. and The Clash which you gave me uh, The Clash is is it their third album? I think it is yeah let's, let's look that up um, like that. <clears throat> try and multitask and do both at the same time so The Clash I kind of feel similarly I think we talked about this when we did Fleetwood Mac when it's like you don't need me to come out here and tell you about The Clash no you, like, you know... Yeah, it's the third album. You know who the Clash are. You know what their legacy is. And whatever I say here doesn't make the foggiest bit of difference to that. Yeah. We're talking about the Clash here. It does make a difference, though, if, for instance, you're one of those people who's never listened to the Clash. Yeah. Or never... not you Maybe not never listened to the Clash, but, like, never heard London Calling or... No, but you have, like... But you just you have. have. You, you have, will, have you'll heard put on, You'll put on London Calling or you'll put on... Um, oh, what's a song on uh, Combat Rock? But should I stay or should I go? Right. And you'll just go, oh yeah, that. That song. Yeah. Like, you do know it. <clears throat> anyway, this is the Clash, it's their, yeah, it's their third album, it came out in 1979, so almost a decade after Sabbath. And the Clash are one of the, one of the trailblazers in punk rock, certainly in, in Britain. Mm-hmm. Like, America had the Ramones and we had the clash or they kind yeah. of got um, from what I understand they were like we had Susan the Banshees and uh, the Stooges as well but like uh, the Sex Pistols but it feels I think the, the clash, clash were biggest. were huge yeah yeah, and eventually broke America as well but it did take them a long time to get to America yeah and to become as big in America as they were here um, but I feel like although there were other bands the Susan the Banshees is a really good example but the clash massively outgrew yeah their scene and like you, it like London Calling I think in particular was probably the moment where where that I don't actually know this but you know that the album artwork itself is so iconic everyone's seen that everyone's heard the song London Calling like this seems like the moment where the clash became like just a, a household name for sure world. for sure um the yeah I've kind of got um got some stuff to talk about on this album but I'm just going to first of all just get some some of the songs out of the way right straight away because I think people kind of know what The Clash sound like yeah it's it's old school punk rock and it's fun there's like an underlayer of obviously obviously they're angry it's it's left wing and there's a lot of stuff going on in the world that they're not happy with but it's if you listen to it on a surface level it is delivered with a fun 
feel. Yeah, and it is overarchingly positive. It is as a well. me- they are they are giving out a positive message. Yeah, they're very much activists as opposed yes. to like you pessimist everything sucks and I hate it yeah it's much more like this is ridiculous and we should change it yes yeah it's absolutely yeah it has more of that vibe in, in terms of the, the punk rock kind yeah. of thing the anarchy type thing uh, I'm going to go through I'm going to talk a little bit more about punk rock and stuff later I'm going to go through some of the songs um, and just talk about how good some of the songs in the song are <laughs> um, like it's, it's just this is a, just straight off the bat let's just get this in the way it's a good album yeah and it's full of good songs it's full of absolute jams um I mean, I'm not going to talk about London Calling. Who needs to hear me talk about London Calling? No one. You know London Calling is good. Move on. Um, <laughs> I think like Brand New Cadillac, which is actually the second song right yeah. after London Calling. Made a bass riff. And mate, that is exactly what I've written down. It's got this like proper like seventies cop show, yeah, like, spy totally, film yeah. type like bass line <laughs> start. It's just so cool. It's, it's so, so cool. Um, the electric guitar there used to be electric guitars in that song as well the way that they just come and go it's so good um, and the playing is, is good as well uh, Rudy Can't Fail great song uh, The Right Profile really good song the trumpets in that song really cool Yeah, that to me and to my ears would happily be corrected on this but it seems like that was one of the early like influencers of something like ska punk that, that 100% part. yeah they took a lot of there's a lot of like reggae undertones in this exactly yeah. uh, in this album and that's kind of throughout a lot of their songs as well kind mm. of like rootsy style music yeah and you know that I mean it, it's a weird one because it feels to me and again could be wrong but that ska punk kind of came along in the early 90s which is like a full like over a decade after this album and I don't know what it was like usually you would sort of would something seems to so obviously influence like another subgenre of music like London Calling seems to influence ska punk to my ears. You would expect then that like ska punk to sort of um come immediately afterwards. Come in, in like this album come out seventy nine in sort of eighty one, eighty two time. Yeah. But I mean I mean certainly bands like Real Big Fish and Less Than Jake were like early to mid nineties they came about. No idea. Um and I mean, they were sort of two of the, the biggest bands in that scene for sure. Even like someone like Rancid, who I love, have got a lot of ska in their music. But they were like, I mean, they peaked on like late 90s even. Anyway, just a sort of small observation. I think it's kind of, uh, yeah, a bit of a weird one. But anyway, um, yeah, tr- uh, The Right Profile is really cool. Uh, Lost in the Supermarket, really good song. Uh, Guns of Brixton, good song. That's got a big reggae energy on it. Um, Wrong and Boyo's got like the sax all over it. Oh, yeah. I like saxophone, mate. Yeah, you don't strike me as a saxophone kind of guy. No, but saxophone when it's just brought in just in little whiffs, like on the Excerpts album. Oh, I love that yeah. sax bit that comes in to kick off that song as well. I'm like, what a start! Yeah, what a start! I rate a saxophone in quite a I do way. quite like a saxophone. Uh, Bruce Springsteen, obviously. Mate, Sam Fender. Uh, and that this isn't someone that I know, but I know you like Sam Fender. He breaks out the saxophone in a very Springsteen-y sort of way. Oh yeah, yeah. I if we ever listen that. to Sam Fender, you'll be like Springsteen influence. It's just big time. Fair. Uh, well, I'd be all about that because I like Springsteen. It's just a nice sound, mate. Great sound. When you blow into a saxophone, it makes a nice sound. Well, I don't know if when anyone blows into a saxophone, <laughs> it makes a nice sound. When people that when know skilled what doing, individuals blow into yeah, a saxophone, but it just it just makes a good sound. Um, 
I think Card Cheat's good. Train and Vane's really good. It's like the last song. You pretty much named all the songs in the album now. There's a lot of songs in the album. It uh, is a long album. I hadn't remembered that. Uh, mate, too long. Mate, because I've not listened to this album really until like last week when I was like thinking of an album to give you this week. Yes. For years we're talking and, and it was very much a case of Dad would play it in the car and I knew all the songs. I'd heard it once. Um, when I went back to listen to it I was like oh I remember this one and this one and this yeah. one every song that came around it was like I remember all these tunes just purely from dad listening to it mm. um, because he's a massive Clash fan like huge huge Clash fan right okay um, I can't remember where I was going with that but yeah sorry so it is it is long it is long it's 65 minutes yeah it's a long album just a lot for three for, minute punk tunes for punk songs yeah but they jam 19 of them into the album it's mental um, which you know Fair play to them, writing 19 songs that are all... Oh, but it's too long. That are literally all of a quality to be on the album, but it is too long. It is too long. <clears throat> like, 40 minutes, 45 minutes yeah. would have been fine. I guess, though, it was released in a time where that, that was four sides of an album. Yes, yes. It was a double exactly. album. And I wonder if, at the time, in a, a generation with not as much ADHD as our generation has, if people did think that, Oh, they probably didn't. No. They, they probably just were like, oh, The Clash have smashed it with this album. The Clash have just brossed out, brossed out, brought out 19 amazing songs. Yeah, and formed what many people believe and to be. And I have be. it all on these two discs right here. <laughs> yeah, uh, and formed what many people believe to be one of the greatest albums of all time. And yeah. Certainly one of the greatest pop, uh, pop uh, punk albums of all time. Yeah, for sure. For um, sure. It is too long. Like, it's loads of big tunes and it is fun, but yeah, by the time I'm at like. And that's the thing with this album, and it's never really a great sign. Is I would be like, "Oh, this is good, blah blah." But okay, how long do I have left? I'm on track twelve out of nineteen, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, "Oh, right, okay." And <laughs> um, I'm like, "Well, it's a good thing that some of my favorites are in the last set." Yeah, tracks. yeah. But yeah, it's it's too long. There's something about this album that has kind of held me back. I like it. I like this album. It's a very good album, and and I do get it um, and it like it's influence it's, you, you can't pay enough credit to bands like this and to bands like Black Sabbath for what they gave birth to yeah but there's just something about this album that's kind of been holding me back all week that I've been listening to this where I just go every genre gets better than its roots I've decided okay and I, I can whisk through some genres here. We just touched on it, mate. I like Black Sabbath, but I prefer when metal became Metallica, mm -hmm. Slayer, Pantera. Those bands for me are all just better than Black Sabbath. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like, hardcore started with like Bad Brains and Minor Threat, but it became much better when it became At The Drive-In and Refused like alt-rock got like hit his peak at like Radiohead and Placebo like Nirvana even like the early 90s hip-hop like I really like Eric B and Rak well I'm actually not liking Eric B and Rakim and, and Public Enemy but what I am very keen on is like Nas and Mob Deep and mm -hmm. Eminem and Tupac and I feel the same about punk where I've got all the respect in the world for the Stooges for Ramones for The Clash but it, I don't actually love that music. What it became, I do love. I love Rancid. 
I love early Green Day. I love some people call Nirvana a punk band. I don't necessarily agree yeah. with that, but I love Nirvana. I, and I just decided this week, and I hadn't really thought about this before, that I do actually feel that way about every genre that, and some of the genres have got worse since the peak that I'm talking about, <laughs> possibly all of them, but but, I, yeah, there's just and it's it's just the same thing as Sabbath where. It's, it's more so than Sabbath with The Clash where there's just something holding me back where I go yeah like there's there's good songs on here and like you can you can when you listen to The Clash you can then hear what other bands took from The Clash yeah, and you can see and how, where the influence yeah is but I actually don't love this album right that I just I, I love what it became I don't know if it's that I prefer a more um like a, a more sort of aggressive take on it like someone like Against Me yeah. Against Me are one of my favourite punk bands on the planet and I was listening to Against Me today like or their first two albums and confirming that to myself but they it's it's just a bit rougher with Against Me yeah with The Clash knowing now what I know and, and having heard lots of hardcore and punk no way no matter it now sounds dated yes but also it, I, I just want it to have a bit more teeth and to like we talked about at the start um, this album is one of positivity and sort of saying look how ridiculous this world is Yeah, I almost now having listened to Against Me who like will spit at you their message yeah. that's kind of what I want from punk now like to me right, I've grown yeah. up with punk rock energy being anarchy in your face here is what I think of this and it's absolute bullshit and that is kind of what I want from The Clash I want more teeth I wanted to match the album cover of him smashing the guitar uh, on stage and it just doesn't really do that it's I guess it it did in its time yeah and this is kind of what I'm thinking this week yeah but now we've come into a time where music is more aggressive and is more out there because because people want it because it's like mm. the audience has developed and therefore so has the music um, but at its time like I imagine that was to, punk music I imagine seeing The Clash in 1979 it was probably wild yeah it was probably like going to see Rage Against the Machine in 1999 right exactly like yeah. it was probably absolute bedlam but now going back and listening to that and because this is the first time I've been like again analytically consuming this music I do just kind of go uh, that is almost weird to me that people would get like the way next week I'm going to see Knocked Loose and I'm going to lose my shit <laughs> like because they are just so like ah! like so, yeah, they are totally. so angry they are so so angry at everything and now I listen to the class and I just go like I can't imagine standing listening to Lost in a Supermarket and wanting to like shove the dude next to you until what <laughs> but not Liz will to be fair, do that's, I don't feel like Lost in the Supermarket is a particularly not, good I've example I've not picked a good example <laughs> but um, yeah I still like this album but there's something holding me back I would love to have listened to this album this week and gone oh my god why have I not been listening to this my whole life Yeah, and I have I have listened to London Calling before and I've listened to Combat Rock as well and I just I just don't love them I like them but I don't love them and yeah. I don't even know that I would go back to it that's fair but, but you wouldn't be mad if it came on. No, 
That I mean, absolutely not. That's hundred percent the way I feel about Sabbath as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, appreciate the music. The music's great. Like I say, I, it's not like I listen to the Clash all the time. Like mm-hmm. it was. This was very much an album that I inherited from my dad. Yeah, and therefore love because I've heard it so many times that I, I could know all the music and yeah, the words yeah. and all the stuff just from sheer subliminal subliminal yeah. exposure to it. Um, but it's not an album that I go back and listen to a lot. Yeah. It's by no means my favourite album. But yeah. yeah. Uh, but it is good. And if you you want to know more about punk, you should listen to it. And you, do you know what? You should listen to it just because it's got really good songs on it. Yeah, like for in, sure. In spite of everything I've said, it's got really good, really strong songs on it, as I mentioned at the beginning. Um, we'll listen to one now. I think we'll listen to Brand New Cadillac, mate. Oh, it's such a tune. It's such a tune. And it's what, like, we're not going to listen to London Calling because, you know, you don't need to hear that. No, no one needs to hear um, But yeah, let's listen to Brand New Cadillac from The Clash's third and seminal record, London Calling. Seminal, good word. Mm, mm. I like seminal. Yeah. Anyway, enjoy it. All right, that was Brand New Cadillac from The Clash's seminal album, London Calling, from 1979. What did I say? Nine? Eight? Yes, you did nine? say nine. Yeah. Late 70s. Uh <laughs> Yeah, hope you enjoyed that. If you did, go and listen to London Calling by The Clash, I suppose. Yeah, please. I mean, that'd be the good next step for you. For sure. Uh, Cool. There you go. Golden Oldies Part 3, done and dusted. Completed a bit. Let's move on to next week, which is a point of contention. Yes, it is. (laughs) I was like, hey, Daniel, let's plan season three. Yes. Uh, And we came up with a bunch of different themes Uh for, like, what we would do. We have, in the past, tried to, like, keep it in tune with like the time of year it is we had sound of summer it's summer sound of summer we did a valentine's father's, day one we did love father's album. day we did father's day uh, we did international women's day yes we did yeah um it's christmas time and i was like daniel it's going to be december when we're releasing some of this surely we should do a christmas special the record swap and daniel looked at me and he went no mate yeah like it's the only <laughs> category that I just outright was like we're not doing a Christmas album but I think I've maybe enforced a category before or something basically Ethan just went we're we, doing it we're, <laughs> he, had, he had the pen and paper writing down the categories and he just said we are we are doing a Christmas album. There's no way we're doing a music podcast and releasing an episode in December and not touching on the biggest holiday of I know. the year. That is that contributes to a lot of musical A lot of vile <laughs> abhorrent <laughs> music. Well, the good news is, Daniel, that you're not gonna be listening to Michael Bublé. You're not gonna be listening Dude. to Mariah Carey. Right. or anything like that you're okay. getting because this was the thing is I just thought are you just going to give me now that's why I call Christmas because I'm going to hear that walking down the street anyway no you're not getting that you're going to get an album that I guarantee you've not heard any songs from before. okay apart from like the, there's a couple of like Christmas tunes on it that they sing versions of but you won't have heard these versions and you certainly won't have heard any of the other songs on it okay I wouldn't have thought uh, the album is by a band called Smith and Burroughs. Smith and Burroughs. This is their only album All right. that they ever released. It the is... only album they released is a Christmas album. Now, let me tell you for why. Okay. This is a collaboration album between the lead singer from The Editors, 
who are a band that have made plenty and lots of music. I've heard of them, yes. And the drummer, uh-huh. randomly, of Razor Lights, who were pals, and they got together to create, <laughs> like... <laughs> this sounds awful. <laughs> Razor Light. I forgot it. Razor Light. So the, the, they came together and they did it. I wouldn't even call it a Christmas album. It's a festive album. Like... And they just did, they just did this thing. It's called Funny Looking Angels. It's like indie Christmas. It's great, oh and I God. I listen to it regularly every year ever since it was released, and I think it's class. There's a couple of originals on there. There's a couple of covers. There's a couple of like little Christmas moments on it. Um, I'm so not excited. <laughs> <laughs> Would you have preferred for me to have given you Michael Bublé's album? In fairness, no, because while I don't know that this album is awful. I do know that Michael Bublé is awful. I mean, you're wrong, but yeah. so I will. I will take maybe something of being awful over definitely awful. Definitely awful. Uh, okay, so that's what you've got to listen to. Yes, My, I. Uh, but, although mine, mine is at least a Christmas album. And okay, can therefore be described as a Christmas album. I feel like whatever you're about to give me right now is not a Christmas album. Ethan There's Baird, no way that that can be true. I've never listened to a Christmas album before, so. Therefore, you're not getting a Christmas album because I don't know any, apart from now that's what I call Christmas. But when I say to you, Daniel, are you sure that you can do this? Like, you have content to give me here that's going to be Christmas related. You were like, yeah, it's fine. Uh, Well, let's put that to the test. So I'm going to give you an album, uh, an an amazing album, an amazing album, right? The link is tenuous to Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Was it released in a December at some no, no. point? No, it was released in April of 2015. The album is called Mariner, and it is a an album. Uh, what you just referred to? A, what did you? A collaboration. It's a collaborative effort from a band, a wonderful band called Cult of Luna, who are like a post metal band, and a woman called Julie Christmas. No, <laughs> that is not a tenuous link to Christmas. That Her is so- name is Christmas. Right. She was born on Christmas Day and was given the middle name Christmas and as an artist has called herself Julie Christmas. Well, I think that's a rubbish link. <laughs> it, it's all I've got. Okay. It's all I've got. You know what? Fine. No, well, do you want to... One of the things we discussed <laughs> was changing the category to We Did Sound of the Summer... To doing Sound of the Winter. I think this album has some wintry vibes on it. Oh, wintry vibes. Which is another tenuous link to Christmas. No, you know what? We're singing a Christmas. And Julie yeah. Christmas it is. Yeah. Cult of Luna and Julie Christmas with their collaborative effort, Mariner. Right. right. But it is not Christmas music as such. Uh, or at all. You could not, not to even it on Christmas Day. Not even as such. It's just... uh, they, they don't talk about Rudolph. And elves. Okay. There's no mention of Rudolph or elves on the Smith and Burroughs album. Okay. But there they... are probably mentions of Christmas related things that Cult of Luna and Julie Christmas do not mention. Yeah, I mean, they do say the word Christmas at some points. No, they don't do that on this album. But anyway, I, I actually think you might really like this album. Okay, fair play. Um, and anyway, that's, that's the best I've got. I've never. What? Christmas album? I didn't even really know that Christmas albums existed apart from compilations of terrible Christmas songs by Jonah Louie and Mariah Carey. Well, who's Jonah Louie? He sings, uh, what's it called? 
I'm going to have to look that up. It's going to make me. Sings an awful Christmas song. Uh, Ethan, sign us off for this week while I look up what, what song it is Joe <laughs> Louis sings. So we are listening this week to Cult of Luna and uh, Julie Christmas's collaborative Mariner. Uh, and we're also going to be listening to Smith and Burroughs' Funny Looking Angels. If you want to listen ahead, then please do. Um, if you feel like you're not ready for all of that Christmas wonder Stop yet, the Cavalry. Stop the Cavalry. It's Jonah Louis, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to listen, like, say listen ahead, then that's, that's grand. If you don't, then just like hear the reviews first, and then we'll play you some next week. Um, if you haven't listened to Black Sabbath yet if you haven't listened to The Clash yet please go and do that as well let us know what you think of the albums let us know what you think of the reviews that we just gave them let us know what you think of us if you really must Um, and we'll catch you again next week next week for festive fun festive fun cult of Luna (laughs) (laughs) and Julie Christmas mate and Julie Christmas and Smith and Burroughs mate and Smith and Burroughs We'll sign off. Catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Thank you. You don't want to scream this week, no? No. No screaming. I got no rules, I count them. One more time.